God is great. John 10, 27 through 30. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. God is great. Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to the God Country Live Video Podcast. Every day, every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. Okay. How about now? Can y'all hear now? Ah! Hold on. I gotta take on. Oh my goodness. Okay, how about now? Can you hear me now? Can anybody hear me now? 
Can any, oh, I got to turn this light on because y'all can see me. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> How about now? And some weird reverb. Yes. Okay. Are we good? Everybody good? <laughs> I am so sorry. That was so weird. We thought we were going to be all, you know, tech savvy here and use the laptop and everything was going to be good. And that was not the case. And then Connie had to have some coffee and I, I don't blame her. Um, I hope I'm going the right way. Yes, we're going I-10. Don't get off until we get the junction. Okay. So anyway, uh, lots going on this week. I really apologize uh, for the... I thought I was just going to sit here with the laptop and, and roll with it. But, um, you know, the last, uh, the last podcast, the last two podcasts were pretty emotional. And uh, no spy, stop. Uh, I'm not driving. Mike, Connie's driving. Uh, that would be dangerous. Not that I'm, anyway, we're not going to talk about that. But um, <laughs> I got to tell you guys what God's doing right now with with my life, with Connie's life, uh, with JC's mom's life, uh, with Andrew's life, uh, <laughs> just everybody that's involved. Uh, my mom, my sister. Uh, all the immediate family, the the outpouring of divine appointments is unbelievable. Uh, it's been overwhelming. Uh, the amount of love and comfort that we've received from friends and family and even people that seem sometimes, I mean, I guess you could say we're like almost perfect strangers. Uh, and so it's just been, it's been really uh, intense, I guess, uh, for the best. Hey, Ginger, Danielle, I love you, sweetheart. Catherine, I love you, sweetheart. Uh, glad you guys are, uh, watching and uh first off i'm going to say uh army congratulations on your resounding defeat of navy uh this year and uh and so uh okay. back to what i was talking about the outpour uh, of christian love from people who you know I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who's Presbyterian yesterday and uh, just really lended an ear and, and you know, spoke some great counsel uh, to us. This whole thing that early on Connie said something that, that kind of hurt my feelings. I didn't really say much because, uh, to be honest with you, I was I'm still kind of in a fog. I still have these huge patches of fog uh, mentally. Um, but she's like, this is not about you or me. Uh, it's not about how we're suffering. This is all about what God is doing with this, with this tragedy. And so uh, he has completely uh, put things in perspective, I guess is the best way to say it. And so um, I feel this sense of peace, but at the same time, I feel like I'm being led 
to be bold and to be strong. And every time that somebody gives me an opportunity, I'm sharing uh, my story, JC's story, which lead to the story of what God has done through us. Because it has nothing to do with me or you or anybody else. It really doesn't. Uh, it has everything in the world to do uh, with what God has been doing through people uh, in our lives. And so there's a couple of things that I really want to share uh, uh, this week. And so I had to go. I travel a lot for work. Um, I go from San Antonio to San Angelo to uh, Del Rio and then back at Little Triangle there. And uh, I met a guy from that I from my company. And I got to talk about God to him. And uh, we had we were already working for about three days uh, before it came up that, you know, there was an opportunity uh, for me to tell him, you know, about my son who committed suicide. And, and he just looked at me and he was, he was in disbelief. He says, uh, how are you even functioning? Uh, I was like, it's nothing to do with me. It's all about God. And, and uh, me on my own strength, I would not be functioning. Uh, I would I'd be shut down. Uh, I can tell you that when dad passed away, I was probably, uh, if not completely inebriated, uh, halfway there for at least 20 days or something like that. It was, it was a very long period of time where I felt like I needed a drink every day. Uh, and I'm glad that I have something more now that, uh, that I can lean on because when dad passed away, I was still checking boxes. And we're going to talk about this because it's so important. Uh, I, you know, went to church, box checked. Did I know Jesus, who he was, that he was the son of Mary, uh, immaculate conception, that he died on the cross for our sins, and that he defeated the grave after three days? Box checked, box checked. Do I go to church every Sunday? Box checked. Uh, do I put money in the plate or, you know, in our case, in the box or tithe online, whatever. Yep. Box checked. You know, I'm a pretty good guy. I'm not stealing from anybody. I'm not killing anybody, uh, but coveting anybody's possessions. And, and so, you know, box checked, right? So when dad died, I was checking boxes. Funny thing is dad had prayed to receive Christ before he got really, really sick and died. And so, that was pretty significant for me because I, I struggled after that, which is when I finally, you know, uh, made a decision myself that on my own, I couldn't do anything. Uh, but with God, there was probably nothing on this planet that I can't do. Um, and I know that now I didn't know that then, but I know it now. And so I got a chance to, to minister to somebody who, who, like me, grew up knowing uh, who Jesus was. The thing is, it's not enough to know those things. It's not. It's not enough to know that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. It's not enough to know that he died on a cross. It's not enough to know uh, that he defeated the, the grave. It's not. You have to surrender your life 100% lock, stock, and barrel. You have to surrender your life. You have to come to the point where you understand that there is no hope on your own. And it, it can't be one of those halfway things. You know, God is not elf on a shelf. So you can't just, oh, when, when you need him or when you want him, you go get him. It doesn't work that way. You have to give him everything. And he doesn't ask for much.
He asks that you repent of your sins. So you have to. And the Bible says, John 3, 16, that whoever shall call on the name shall be saved. Not, but it's whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, period. There's no buts. There's no but if you got to do this or but you got to do that. So some amazing things have been happening. And I think the last weekend we all met at mom's house and we had a cleaning day. And it was very, very difficult um, to go through my son's things. Uh, at one point, I got really upset because everybody was touching his stuff. And let me tell you, JC was in a place where uh, that was just, he wasn't cleaning up after himself in his room. And so some of the stuff that we were taking out, He's always kind of been sloppy. You know, he didn't wash his clothes until my mother did. And he's always been like that. And so it wasn't like anybody was touching anything that was <coughs> some family heirloom, but it just hurt. And I, and it was a couple of times where I got really upset and Connie had to recenter me. Um, but we had been talking, uh, Connie had been talking to JC's mom to Sonia and uh, she wanted certain things. And Connie was like, no problem. And so when we started that work day, Connie said, okay, mom, Debs, I need these things for Sonia. And so we set everything aside and we got everything. And then we spent the rest of the day, went to the dump and got rid of some stuff and cleaned the room up. And so um, we went to go deliver the stuff to Sonia. And, um, and she's still struggling as a mother would. I mean, I don't, there's no textbook for this and there's no timetable for it either. Um, but we, let me back up just one little tiny bit. We received a text message uh, from someone. They took a screenshot or whatever and sent it to us. And this person said that at the memorial, JC's memorial, uh, this person really felt the presence of God in that room. And let me tell you, JC had two friends all he had he didn't talk to anybody else except for immediate family and so there were 300 people at that memorial and that's a testament of the family's friends and family that came to support us right because jc's two friends were there uh and 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 marcel got up and spoke stephen couldn't but but still he was there and so um it was really unbelievable that there were so many people there. And, um, and I am not that night when I read JC's eulogy, that was all God because I couldn't even read it in the car with Connie on the way up there. So people have been reaching out and said, man, I've been praying for the strength of a lion for you. And I've been praying for you and your family and this and that. And you know what? That That's how I got through that. That's how I was able to get up there with boldness and strength and read that eulogy like I like it wasn't my son that had taken his own life out. Like it was somebody else that I didn't know very well. Uh, and and people that resonated with people because we've gotten messages where they said, you know, I don't understand how you had that much strength, but. You know, many people have 
said the same thing. They don't know each other. Like we felt the presence of God. One lady said that that it stirred something in her soul and she's seeking Christ. And so uh, it doesn't matter what you do in life. God can do with your death what you couldn't do in five lifetimes. And so I'm kind of build, trying to build this up in a way that makes sense. Uh, our pastor got up and introduced you know, he welcomed everybody and he said, if you came for a funeral, you've come to the wrong place. And so and then JC's friend got up there and said a few things. And then Connie and I went up and and I started with a scripture that we found in JC's Bible and, and Hebrews. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about uh, the pain that you are feeling right now uh, is not going to compare to uh, the wonderful things that you're going to see in glory. And that's just paraphrasing it because I can't remember the scripture exactly, but it's Hebrews 8 something. And anyway, uh, and then I said the same thing. I said, if you came for a funeral, you've come to the wrong place. Uh, Because I knew that my son had struggled with the devil. And I knew that JC chose God. And then we got to baptize him. You know, that was a huge, uh, at a time where I had just surrendered my life and I knew how important it was. And so our son did that. He surrendered his life and he got baptized and he was reading his Bible and he struggled. And there were things that, that I don't understand that he struggled with so much that, that this was the best option for him. And so I, I said, you know, we used a lot of scripture in JC's eulogy. We, we said some funny stories, but the fact is, is that at the end of the day, every parent, should desire for their children to surrender to God because that ensures eternity. We focus, think of standing in the middle of, I don't know, let's just say the uh, Kansas City Chiefs Stadium and you're right on the 50-yard goal line and you've got a ballpoint pen in your pocket and the very tip of that ballpoint pen represents our life on this earth. The rest of the stadium represents all eternity. We focus so much time on that little point of the ball pen that we don't set ourselves up for all of eternity. And every parent should want to set their children up for all of eternity because the Bible says, the scripture is very clear that we're going to see each other again. We're going to recognize each other again. So I know in my heart right now, my dad and my son are together in glory. I don't have a doubt in my mind. And so stop focusing on that little pinpoint. Let me tell you how big our God is. Our God took my son's death. And during that memorial service where our pastor, Pastor Butch Eichels and David Guyon, who does music at the country church, He did all the music for us and pastor got up there and delivered a message that was very pointed about it doesn't matter about religion. It matters about the relationship you have with Christ. And he was very specific and he said, there's going to be a lot of good people to go to hell. And I have to tell you at that memorial service, JC's mother prayed to receive Christ. Now, I don't care who you are. I don't care what relationship you have. 
for a son's death to cause the parents to come to Christ is an absolute miracle from God himself. And you just, there's not enough I can say about, I'm going to have to have a drink of something. You got to give me a second here because that's pretty deep. Okay, sorry. So, in the, just a little side note, but in the springtime, sometime March or April, when the, when the river comes up and the water temperature for the river comes up, uh, Sonia, JC's mom, is going to get baptized in the same exact spot in the river that uh, we baptized JC and Pastor Butch has, has offered to uh, baptize her. She, she would like that. She said that she would like for him to do that. And so, and at the same time, we're going to scatter JC's ashes uh, in that spot. And so, uh, <laughs> you talk about God working. And he just, I'm praying right now because I'm struggling. I'm praying for divine appointments. I'm praying for strength and for people to come alongside me and walk through this. And he just keeps putting people in front of us. You know, Connie and I, about a week after the, or well, a few days, at, right after the, the memorial, we took a few days to go isolate. And we got this cabin in the middle of nowhere. And God just kept putting people in front of us. He just kept putting people, you know, people that we got to pray with, people that I'm sure prayed for us. Uh, and so in JC's death, God is using that. Not only is JC in glory, but he's using his death to do all these beautiful things in life. Right now in our lives, Connie and I have probably never had the prayer life we have right now. We have never had the biblical study life that we have right now. And it, prob it probably wouldn't have got that way without us having to go through this. So when I say you have to surrender, I mean, you got to give it all to him. Because nothing else really matters. We keep focusing on that little tiny speck that is time on this earth. And we don't see the big picture. We don't see eternity. Some other pretty amazing things uh, that have been going on is, you know, I had one of my coworkers from my old job reach out. And the fact that a bunch of people keep saying the same thing that don't know each other. He was talking about the presence of God that night. And he said, I don't understand how you got up there and delivered it. I talked to you before you started and you, you could barely talk. So that is all God, you know, and, and if you are what I desire personally, what Connie and I, and I'm sure Sonia and Andrew all desire, my mom, my sister, all JC's cousins and uncles and aunts and everybody else is that when you look at this situation, you don't see the bad side of it. You see God in it. When you think about it, you say, I remember that. And I remember feeling so blessed in that, in that place. And I remember afterwards 
I remember seeing Jr. and Connie and Sonia, Andrew, mom and dad, whoever, you know, Deborah and and my mom. My mom has been a rock. I can't even tell y'all. Uh, that woman has has just been an absolute rock. But she leans on her faith, and when she starts to have you know bad thoughts or memories or whatever, she just prays, and God takes it from her, you know. And so. What an amazing testament of what God can do with any situation, no matter how deep the valley is, you're still, you can still see God's light if you just look for it. And so uh, that was a really amazing, that's got to be a pretty big thing. To me, the biggest thing so far, because, you know, trust me, I, I want, everybody who is affected by JC to know God. I do. And I hope that all 300 of people that were in that, uh, that room that night, I hope there was a seat planted in everyone who doesn't know the Lord. I know it was planted, but you know, I, I don't, we're never going to know. We're not going to know until we get home, but some of the feedback that we've gotten already, it's pretty obvious that some seats were planted pretty deep. And so, what a beautiful thing that is too. You know, it's something that, that me and Connie can really draw strength from is knowing that, that, you know, we keep trying to like tell ourselves, well, I, I should have done this or I should have done that. There's a lot of regret. There's a lot of guilt. Uh, there's a lot of blaming ourselves. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, God does not put regret or guilt on us. You know, the Bible says that as far as the east is from the west, that's how far God removes your sins from you. So God is not bringing regret or guilt on us. So if it's not of God, it's of the devil, plain and simple. And those feelings are not from our father. They're from the enemy. And he's trying to make us feel bad. He wants us to feel guilty so that we won't trust in God. And, but I'll be honest with you, the only way that we're going to get through this is by trusting God to take care of it, to pull the, the hurt when we need it. And so uh, some other things that happened this week, we were, uh, I went to a coffee shop and uh, when we left uh, uh, San Angelo to go to Del Rio and we were the only people there at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, me and my coworker, and we walk in, and and we, you know, we we get a coffee and we sit down. And I was reading my daily devotional, and uh, the guy was asking me questions. You know, my coworkers asking me questions, and uh, the guy who owns the place, you know, just pops his head around the coffee machine, and he's like, "Hey, man, how long have you been in love with the Lord?" Now. I can't really remember exactly what I was talking about to my coworker, except that I was reading my daily devotional, but I don't care about anybody saying, Hey, you're doing a good job. No, I'm really not. But God is doing a great job of using me. And I really can't tell you exactly what I was saying to my coworker, but if it was enough for somebody else to see God's light, then that's, then I'm, it's like a, an indicator like you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing, you're moving the right direction. And so um, I hope that that is something that uh, that you can take because 
this is obviously impromptu tonight because we're on the road, but we've already agreed, you know, that from this point forward, the God Country Coffee podcast is going to be 100% about God. We might talk about coffee. We may talk, we might have some, some heroes and some patriots on the show, but every story is going to glorify God. Absolutely. 100%. Um, one of the things that we're being blessed with, with right now is uh, I haven't been in the coffee shop much. And if you've noticed, I haven't posted a single Facebook post except for the podcast. Um, I don't feel like it. It's just not something I care about right now. Um, I have a lot of material on my phone that I would like to share, but I don't feel like putting it on Facebook. Uh, and I've always done it for the business and, you know, to keep things rolling like that and TikTok and not so much TikTok, but Instagram and all the other stuff. But, um, you know, I just really haven't much felt like uh, posting anything on her because I don't know how I'm going to do it yet because it has to be in a way that glorifies God, plain and simple. And so uh, we're going to continue to push forward and work through uh, how we do that and how we do that with the podcast and how we continue to share the gospel with the business and how we take it to the next level. Uh, because I, I can't stress enough how it matters for you to know the Lord. It matters for you to surrender. And like I said earlier, it's not enough to just know those things. It's not. Uh, everybody knows those things. The Bible says even the demons knew and they shuddered. So don't it to know is not enough. You know, to go through the motions, checking the boxes, it's not enough. Uh, it's not going to get you to glory. It's not going to get you to eternity. And so uh, those are some things that we really wanted to get across. You know, the, the shining God's light through a bad situation um, is so important because uh, we're put on this earth to praise God. We're put on this earth to glorify him. And we're supposed to share that with everybody we know. And I'll tell you something. Connie and I, in the past four weeks, have been asking people really uncomfortable questions. It's probably more uncomfortable for us than it is even them. But if I hadn't asked that question to JC's mom, I wouldn't have known that she surrendered her life. If I hadn't asked that question to my friends that have kids, you know, I, it would have bothered me. Uh, Connie had that uncomfortable conversation with both of her daughters. And, you know, you would think with your kids, it's, it's not uncomfortable, but it is. And, you know, she's had that conversation with her sister. She's had a conversation with her, with everybody that's around us. And it's okay to be uncomfortable because I don't even know what scripture is that the one that says, uh, you didn't know me in this life. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, what is that one? I don't know. There's one that we're, I think it's in the red letters and where Jesus says, uh, you know, you didn't. You didn't recognize me in life or something, and I'm not going to recognize you to the Father or something like that. I think it's in John. 
I'm terrible with uh, putting the verse to the number and all that. Um, but it's all highlighted in my Bible because I'll forget stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, this Monday is going to be difficult for all of us, you know, and uh, it's going to be the first of many. And it's funny because Connie was just saying the other day, people always ask, well, how are you doing? Are you okay? How are you getting through this? Well, the fact is that we're, we're not okay, but we are okay. And what I mean by that is that we're never going to be the same. Everybody in JC's life, all of us, are never going to be the same. There is something that has been ripped out by force, and it hurts, and it's not going to heal, ever. Are we okay? Absolutely, we're okay. We're okay because God is in control, because God is going to make sure that we have what we need. Now, a lot of people like to say that God's not going to give you more than you can handle. And I, I don't like that phrase, and I'm going to tell you why. And if you're one of those that, that says it, it I'm, not, I'm not saying anything negative about it. I'm just, this is my two cents on it. The Bible is chock full of stories of men and women who had way more than they could handle, way more than any human ever in existence, ever to exist, could handle. But with God through them, they did extraordinary things. So I do believe that God gives us more than we can handle so we can lean on him. And then in turn, he blesses our socks off. And, and we're seeing it right now, you know? And so uh, I'm not saying it, that I'm not hurting. I am. And, and the other day I was talking to my coworker and everything was going fine. And, and I would say, I really got to start watching when I'm eating because my son uh, would always, you know, make fun of me. He'd always rub my belly and stuff. And, um, and that didn't make me emotional. But when he asked me, oh, was your son fit? And I said, yeah, he was really, you know, he was a really fit kid. You know, he did like me off and on, but, but, you know, for most of his life, he was pretty fit. And when I said that, I saw JC playing basketball and I lost it. And so um, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect. And what I'm trying to tell you with that is that when you surrender your life to Christ, it doesn't mean everything's going to get easy because nowhere in the Bible does it say, as soon as you surrender your life, everything's going to be peachy? No, it's not. In fact, it says quite the opposite. Jesus says that if you follow me, you're going to suffer as I do. So there are going to be trials and tribulations. But, you know, in, uh, in James, it says, count it all joy when you go through the various trials. Because it, it strengthen, strengthens your faith and gives you endurance. And it leaves you, I think the last line of that verse is it leaves you wanting nothing or needing nothing. And so um, trials are part of our life on this earth. But some of the music that we've been listening to is so profound in that, uh, like Scars of Heaven by Kathy Crowns. You know, it says that the only person in heaven who has scars is the one who's holding me now. And so Jesus is the only person in heaven that's going to have scars. 
because we get all that's taken away from us. And so anyway, I, without having a, my partner, you know, keeping this thing going for a solid hour, uh, it's difficult and, and, uh, and I'm running out of stuff in my, you know, I've still got some pretty serious brain fog, but, um, say hi, hi. but keep your eyes that way. Oh, sorry. Not, not over here. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get to the next town. Uh, anyway, I, I can't thank everyone enough for all the calls and text messages and messenger messages and emails and cards, uh, I have to shout out to my cop family. Uh, even though I was already uh, had quit that job, I had left, resigned my position. Uh, they came through like nobody's business. They sent flowers uh, to the memorial. Uh, a bunch of my coworkers uh, came up to the to the uh, memorial, uh, and they they gave us a really nice card and a financial donation. And I, it was just way more than I ever thought, you know. Um, I, I mean, I did work with some of those people for 13 years, and so uh, they just really showed love uh, when it needed, you know, when we needed it the most. And uh, I can't thank you guys enough. I'm still going to send a formal letter because I need to, and I haven't done it. But but I love you guys, uh, my family and friends, and all you know, everybody that's been rallying around. You know, Sana Johnson has been a rock for Connie because Connie has been a rock for the rest of us. And, uh, you know, my sister, my mom, my mom is just such an example of a woman in faith. Uh, and I'm just grateful to have her. And, uh, you know, now we're really good friends with JC's mom and, and, uh, and Andrew. And they're just, just all leaning on God. You know, we're all pointing the way, uh, pastor Butch said one time, um, uh, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where the free bread is. And uh, and that's what we are. We're all just trying to help each other see where the light is, see where the free bread is. And uh, and that would be from Christ, you know. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, Frank and Micah, you know, Frank Mantow, if you guys don't know who he is, crayons ready to eat. Uh, you'll be seeing us do a lot of promotions here pretty soon. Uh, and Micah Johnson, who is one of my, my only employee, uh, they have been holding down the business uh, since uh, JC died the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Uh, Frank came down here. Uh, he's, he sacrificed his holiday season, his Christmas, uh, to come down here and help because he knew that I was a mess and I wasn't going to be able to be at my shop, and uh, and then he's having to work on his own order, which is really terrible. <laughs> but uh, him and Micah have been rock stars. Uh, Micah has just been a God sent. Uh, I prayed for a long time for somebody to come into the business uh, to come alongside me and be able to learn and be able to help and uh, and be able to push so that we can you know uh, see what God wants us to do. Uh, from here and he's just been there and his family's been there justin and and sauna and haley's been over and mark's been over and 
And so the whole gang has been over at the, at the shop working and helping. Uh, and I, I just can't thank those guys enough. And, you know, Nathan, uh, my friend Gavick, he's a, he's been a source. He was on the podcast last week with Micah. Um, and I think next week we're going to have uh, Micah and Frank all on the podcast and Connie, hopefully. And, uh, and so it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, to get everybody together and, and just share something. Uh, I'm going to pray about it during the week. We're all going to pray about it. And whatever God gives us, that's what we're going to talk about. Because uh, tomorrow's not promised, people. Absolutely not promised. And so, uh, like our pastor says all the time, today is the day of salvation. If you don't know Christ and you want to know him, reach out to me. Reach out to one of your saved friends. You know who they are. The ones you're making fun of all the time, but they're holy rollers and whatnot. Uh, talk to a pastor, uh, talk to a priest, talk to whoever you need to, to know what it means to surrender your life to Christ. Uh, and I and checking boxes is not going to get you there, man. I, I can I can personally attest for that. So um, we love you guys. I just can't say enough about all the support uh, that the families had. I mean, all the family, everybody. And so uh, we're very grateful for that. Uh, and like I said, we, we love everyone. We're very grateful for all your support and your, and the business too. People are, are you know, buying lots of coffee right now. So uh, anyway, we'll uh, be back here next week at 1900 for God Country Coffee, season seven, episode three. And uh, I think we're going to stay on season seven. Probably. Season seven. Yeah. Yeah. We're on season seven. So anyway. Is that like seven years? No, not seven years. It's just, uh, I don't know. I just picked the seasons when I'm done with the whole series. I just, next season. And now we're in the season of seven and seven's a biblical number. And so we're going to stick with seven. The guy that doesn't even know how to play I Spy. I don't know how to play I Spy. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And so uh, we love you guys. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. Surrender your life to God. Do it today. Call me. I'll, I'll pray with you. But just get it done. Love you all. See you all next week. God bless you. Have a Merry Christmas. Don't forget to leave Christ in Christmas. Remember what it's for. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. God bless. Bye.